What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Not only that, Ben, but I brought with me today a corny joke. Did you really? Are you ready? Uh, yeah, well, they had on me. so bad. Oh, I can't Are wait. You ready? I'm so excited. Why did the hamburger go to the gym? Okay, let's see here. He had beef. He had... I don't know why. To get better buns. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> man! It's so bad. Tis the goal, though. Yeah, right. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. That's mm-hmm. amazing. I'm actually, mm-hmm. uh, I am. I personally am taking a uh, hiatus from, from gym life at the moment. Uh, yeah, I've noticed because we, we were going to the same gym and now you're not going, so it's mostly just me there in the morning. Now. I know, I know. It's been, uh, it's been like a big change up for me. I feel like it's been one of these like massive, I feel like it's been like weighing on me this whole year. Like I started of this year and I think I knew I wanted to do something different and I like trained for the marathon and that yeah. was like especially as the training runs got longer and longer it was like going on like the the 14 mile run on the weekend it was like this is all the exercise I needed for this week like right. you know it's just like I like I feel like I don't have as much in the tank but I was still going and doing like the other workouts in the meantime and I was like I feel like this is all just starting to like catch up with me yeah um and I so anyway I, I didn't take a pause while marathon training and then in the post marathon life I think I was like still in such a recovery mode that I was like I think I need to pull back from this. Right. I, think, I think I am doing too many things and I'm not recovering at the end of each day. So, right. Um, anyway, yeah. So I'm, I, but I'm finding myself. It's, it's a really strange place to be in. I feel like exercise has been such an right. Like you're a, not like you're not one to take a, to not be exercising usually. Yeah. No. Not not so much. How is um, it? Do you feel like more energized? Less energized? I do you feel like you're gaining weight or. No, I am actually, I had just purchased one of those, um, it's a Fitbit scale. Okay. And so it's kind of neat because like you can go through and like log uh, a bunch of different data or Fitbit logs a bunch of data for you. Um, and I have gone through before, like when I was doing the 75 hard uh, challenge last year, which is like um, 75 days, you know, like where you have to work out twice a day. One of the workouts has to be outside, no alcohol. You have to stick to a diet, read 10 pages of like nonfiction each day. Uh, and then I think the other one is like take a progress photo, which was the one that it was never important to me to like maintain anyway. So I was sort of like a little more loosey goosey on that mm-hmm. one. Any which way though, um, one of the things that I was attempting to do was actually like, like bulk during that period of time. So my goal was to like consume like a lot more protein right. and then see if I couldn't like go through and track. So anyway, Fitbit has has the ability to manually go through, weigh yourself on like a standard scale and then just like enter in the thing on your own. And uh, here just a few weeks ago, I had bought one and put it right next to my bed. And so like when I wake up in the morning, like the first thing I do is open the Fitbit app, I stand on top of the scale, it like logs my weight. And it's like, it's very interesting just to see like what's been happening. Um, and somehow, and this is probably going to just make everybody angry, but I have actually gone backwards. I have like law, I think I'm losing like muscle mass oh, is what's I see. happening. Yeah, right. And so, so I'm actually like, like losing a little bit right now. I also think that because I'm not exercising my, like my, um, um, uh, I'm, I'm like less hungry overall. So I'm, oh, I'm also maybe even just like eating less right. as well. So anyway, um, so that, that's been the thing. I've got my Fitbit scale, got it plugged in and started tracking. And I've like, I think I've like lost like two pounds in the past, like two weeks or something. So it's been, that's been kind of like odd and strange and weird, but, um, <laughs> it also could be due to stress. Oh yeah. Um, yes. What are you stressing out about Ben? Goodness gracious. Okay. So I got to tell you, it is Friday as we're, we're recording this because right. I will be out of office next Monday. So because does one full week before 
the episode will come out. One full week. Yes. Yes, yes indeed. And uh, this has been what has felt like the longest week of my life. The longest week. The longest yeah. week of my life. I because you're like, anticipating something? Because I'm anticipating yeah. something. I have the tattoo appointment. What? Tattoo, tattoo. Nobody really knows about it. That's good. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one really does. You've been like very, very quiet about it I for been, sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I'm actually surprised, but I did know about it. Jay <laughs> did know about it. He, he has been, he's been in the loop on this. Um, however, yeah. So I, I think several, several months ago I had, uh, talked about how I had found a tattoo artist that I really, 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 really liked. And I thought that they were located in New York City. And I was sort of like, okay, that's that's no big deal. Like I can I can see a world where I travel to New York City for this. Like yeah, you know, people travel to get tattoos. Yeah, of course. People travel to get haircuts, man. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's like and it's a big deal. It's a permanent change. It's you know, it's like this is and it's especially for me who I've always had this like really like big, like like kind of bizarre maybe situation where like I've always really wanted to do this, but have had like no idea what I wanted it to look like or right. even like where it would be or like a concept or a style or a theme or a meaning or any of these things. So anyway, I had found the artist and I was like, man, I've looked at all of his stuff and it's all really cool. Like I like, I like all of what I've seen. And it's right. Like that's, that is like not common for me because like, tattoos can take such a variety of different, oh, no like, doubt. you know, like perspectives and stuff. And, and, uh, so I was like, man, this is wild. So, okay. Found the person. So like, I actually like sent the inquiry email and it was like this thing where they, they wrote back, you know, a couple days later and they were like, um, well, actually we were only in New York city for like a short time. Um, otherwise we're located in Budapest and you know, they were like, so if you ever make your way out to Hungary, like, you know, be sure to let us know. We can drop like, us a line. Yeah. See if we can't set up an appointment then if he's got availability, which is also like not super common. I think he's like a fairly in demand artist, uh, which has been one of these things. It's also kind of like, you know, a bit of a bit of a challenge as well. Um, and, but that, that, I think they followed up the email with like, alternatively, if you're going to be in Bali, you know, in the month of June, yeah. Yeah. He's he's going to be in Bali for a month doing some work. You find right? yourself over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in case you're passing through, you're passing through connecting flight. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's a it's a, it's basically like the the Charlotte Airport of that side of the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, that that reference probably makes sense to just a, such a small handful of people. But I yeah. feel like every connecting flight that we ever have out of Roanoke is always through Charlotte. It's almost always through Charlotte. Sometimes through Atlanta, but yeah, we, we spend a lot of time in the Charlotte airport. We do. We do indeed. Yep. Anyway, so uh, long story long, I... Um, finally got another email and it turned out that he was in fact coming back to New York City for like a brief trip mm-hmm. at the end of July. And so they sent me the thing and all of a sudden it was sort of like, you know, I, like, I mean, I get the email and I, I woke up one morning like early and I'm like staring at it and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, this is the like, like you, this is the moment the, in, yeah. in my mind. It to was me, sort of like, it, it feels right. Because like it was almost like the universe like forcing your hand a little bit. It, like, it very much because like there that. was a point I think where you were even like tr- you know trying to justify like going to Budapest to to do the tattoo and it was like I could see you like psyching yourself up for it for like weeks and like trying to manage like is that worth it should I do this is that crazy and it was like it was quite a mountain to try and like psych yourself over and I think at the end there was just like it's you know what Budapest is like pretty far but it, but it was also like it was this like then obstacle it was like okay then it was like this weird situation where like i know exactly what i want and who i want to do it if not for this one barrier so it was like you were allowed to put up this sort of like wall or like maybe 
the reason you weren't taking action on it. Right. But then it turned out that it was coming to New York and it was like, now the wall's not there. So do you still want to walk across the bridge? Because you said you did. And it was like, it, it really felt like a like the universe putting you in like a, all right, do or die, man. Like, you know, you know, crap or get off the pot, right? Like, oh, let's I know. Move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's exactly yeah. what it felt like. And, and it was like, I feel like I, I have, I have talked about this. I feel like I have like worn out my friends and family, like with this particular like notion and conversation and impulse and drive and everything. And it's like, it's like, we can't keep talking about it if you're not going to do it. You right. know? And it was, and, and I think that that was sort of like the big thing too. So it was like, oh my gosh, okay. The bar just went from like a 10, to like a six you know it's like it's it's not like i'm driving across town and can just like walk into a studio and like know somebody who is from my area it's like i still have to go to another place i have to fly there i have to get lodging i have to do all of these other bits yeah um and meanwhile like you know the whole process of like even like securing your position requires like you know like a like a wire transfer deposit because it is like an international exchange at least in terms of like so it's like you know throughout the whole process like it was sort of like the major hurdle got dropped and then there have been like these like smaller hurdles along the way that have that i've had to like continuously like sort of like hop over on my journey uh towards towards being able to like make it a reality uh not not the least of which is even the fact that um like alice is also not able to go on this trip and right so i i feel like like I even remember on an episode of the pop at one point in time discussing how like I am not the type of person who wants to travel somewhere alone. I know you're the, like you're like having it almost feels like a religious experience. Like you're, you're like off on a solo pilgrimage or something. I Dude, that is yeah. exactly how it is felt it's to like, me. Not and, only that, there's like a certain amount of it feels like faith you're just putting out there as well, because like as far as I know, at least what you've told me is that to this point, you still don't know what you want it to look like. That is exactly correct. Right, yeah. yeah. And and this is like one of those things where it's like, it's like sometimes, you know, like when you're like, if you're, if you're expecting or something, um, you know, you might not want to, uh, do like a, like find out the, um, the gender or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it's like, this is not like me keeping like my cards close to the chest. This is not me or like a name. This is another one. Like if you like tell people your like names for a potential child, there's always inviting feedback. Somebody always knows somebody by that name who like wronged them in grade school oh, or yeah, something like that. Oh yeah, like no, like you that. can't name them that because I had a bad experience and it's like, well, too bad. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but this name has a deep meaning to me for like a lot like, of different reasons. And yeah. So I'm not doing that is the point is that it's like I, I part of the other thing about working with this, the, like the way that this whole thing works, the whole thing is a giant unknown to me. So I am traveling by myself, you know, to another city to stay by myself to go and do something for the very first time that is a permanent change to my human and I am interacting with somebody who is coming like who doesn't even speak English as their pri- like as their first language, so, you know. So there's like like other things that are that are involved with that, um, and so it, it's kind of like one of these things where it's like I have so much faith in like the work that this person has done, right? Like, what else I have seen in their repertoire? The process supposedly is that you get there and you have like a like a big long consultation where you and him like work together and like, like kind of like navigate the design and like do we do this? Like you can make like real time changes to the artwork and everything, and then finally like you get in the chair and it happens. And yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm so curious how that's going to go because like at least at least you can um you know take some solace in the fact that of his entire portfolio you like all of it so there's almost no matter what whatever he comes up with 
is hopefully something you're going to like, like, yeah. because all prior work has been appreciated. It is that that should point to, I will like the one for me. Yes. But, um, there's also like, you know, but, but the fact is you can like to look at something and then you, that doesn't necessarily mean you want it on your body on, on your right? person so, for the rest of forever so there's that yeah i'm just like anticipating him like having like some sort of like mood board or something and just sort of like oh, tell me about this it's like okay yeah right right all right yeah tell me about this yeah yeah cool and then he just like sketches something and turns it around and you're like that's basically me yes exactly like, yeah. exactly and i think that this is part of the like almost like what is giving me because you're right i mean it's like um you know faith i think for me is knowing which I think is not, not faith. faith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that like, this is, this is probably something that has largely been absent from my life for my entire life is like, I don't have a lot of faith that anything will happen other than simply, uh, like the things that I know, the things that I can, like, I can draw from like, like the, the existing information in the world. And, and so you're right. Like I think pilgrimage is completely and utterly the right word for me because I think, I think the whole thing, the whole process like everything about it is is just a huge leap. Like yeah. I, I've even told Alice, I was like, technically, technically, there is still a scenario where this is like a deep, 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 multi-layered scam, which I don't think it is. I'm not expecting that. I feel like there's more than enough things to suggest that it isn't. But it is also like I, I'm I'm just <laughs> I'm traveling alone to a different city to go and do a thing that I've never done before, uh, and I'm definitely um, I'm I'm super super scared, but also excited, and it has basically been consuming all of my thoughts. I bet uh, for the past like you know two months uh, as as I've sort of been barreling towards this. So anyway, so um, do you have a um a a body location you are intending? So the 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 current expected body location is uh my my left inner forearm that is exactly the spot i've always thought i would get a tattoo yes so the 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 kind of interesting thing about um i guess i guess pieces of this tattoo i guess is and i can't i can't even say that this is something that i was specifically looking for it just happens to be what i found um is that he is uh i guess particularly skilled with single needle uh, designs. Okay. So I, I guess typically like if you're getting a tattoo, there are more than one needles. Again, this is like, this speaks to the level of experience that I have or didn't have. Right. Um, supposedly that provides like a very clean line that typically doesn't like, um, uh, like deviate much or a, like it ages really well as as time goes on. And then your inner forearm is also like another piece of your body that like, even regardless of, uh, like of age or uh, exposure to weather, or um, like you know, um, gaining, losing weight, anything like that. Like it's not a piece of your your skin that does a whole lot of fluctuation, and therefore it is also like a good spot, I think, in terms of tattoo placement because it doesn't. It, it's less likely for something to happen to it that would cause the design to change drastically. Right. Okay. You know, if sure. that makes sense. Is there a chance? That's where you're. Is there a chance you get up there and based on what it is, you change the position on your body? There is a chance that that okay. would happen. Yeah. And and that is like one of those things where it's, it's also like, um, I, I keep trying to imagine like, you know, cause right now I feel like uh, like a lot of like our, our headshots or whatever, my arms are crossed. And so like, as it stands right now, if it goes where I expect it to go, you wouldn't actually see it if my arms were crossed. Sure. And so I feel like that's like a piece of like the, um, uh, like you could, you could almost not even know that it's there. Right. But like, there's a part of me that wants you to know what's there. So the other thought right. was like the outer forearm. Right. You could go like, yeah, like outer forearm then or like upper 
out, outer like uh, bicep area, left yes. arm, something there. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I would say that all of all of those things would be uh, potentially in play, but probably somewhere on an arm. There you go. I think I feel pretty confident about that. So, okay. So I'm just trying. I'm I'm trying to gauge how much like what the 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 faith level is here. Suppose you get up there and you have this whole conversation with him, and he's like, "This has never happened before. No one's ever come up to me and said." I don't know at all what I want. Right. Per se. Yeah. He's like, but I have an idea. But as part of the experience and the ritual and the story you've given me, how do you feel about like blindly doing like it. blindly doing it like putting up a curtain and then I me mean, just revealing it after it's on you? Oh, you know, or like I have an idea. I think you're really going to love it. I need I I. I would like to do it like on your back and I would like to show you after it's done or something, you know, <laughs> or like, like how much, how far are you willing to go in that direction? I think, I think given who he is and given the, the, the caliber of, of work that he provides, uh, at least that near as I can tell, um, I think that if, cause I've even, I have sent him some of the designs that he's done that I particularly liked, like the ones that like that led me to him in yeah. the first place. Okay, and so he would know at the very least that like these these three different designs that I have sent are the three that like that in some way, shape, or form stand out to me. I would say all three of those are very different from one another, um, and so it would be very interesting if he was sort of like, okay, based on everything you've told me, based on what you showed me, like I have an idea. I think what's best for you is to not know. Right. Like, I, I think that there's a chance that I could be on board with that. Okay. You yeah. Know? Like, and you're was, just sitting there behind a curtain with your arm on the other side. Yes. Yeah. And then, like, you know, by the end of it, it's just sort of like, boom, here boom. it is. There Beca- you go. Because, like, that's that, that's even, like, a piece of, like, what I said in, like, my original email to him is, like, I feel like there's a, and I think I've even said this on the pop before, but it's, like, I think there's something inside of me that I want to say. And I think that maybe a part of what I will ultimately discover through this journey or what I'm curious to see if I will, because this entire experience for me is entirely and is is unique in every way. Yeah, it goes against the way that I approach just about every aspect of my life mm-hmm. and the way in which I make decisions. Yeah. And so I, I feel like it may end up being the case that the design may not speak this unspoken thing, the process, the action of, of going and doing this whole journey is me learning this unspoken thing. Right. It's like this, this like discovery of sort of like, like something maybe that I am capable of that I didn't know that I was capable of, or maybe like a fresh perspective on how I go about like approaching, you know, the world around me or something like that. I really don't know. I really don't know, but I'm, I'm like extremely excited, extremely nervous. Um, but I feel like it's, it's like, I, I like wake up every day. The number of times that I've like looked at this, this arm over the past month is too many to count right you know it's just like it's i can't i can't imagine it like I, I don't know like i don't have anything it's like when it's like when we're doing a j versus ben and the question pops up and the answer flips out of my brain i'm just like, like i can't even make up an answer right now right you know it's like I, i've gotten <clears throat> there it's just it's just open air dead space um so yeah we're it's going to be a very very by the by the, by the time you're hearing this I think that probably one of the more extraordinary life-changing moments of my life will happen. I know, happened. yeah. This is so. I like. I like the way that I like that we're recording it literally the day before you leave. Yes. To go yeah. do it. 
yeah, that's pretty fun. It's also just like even if you weren't going to get um, a tattoo on this trip, it's I think I think I'd be almost be equally interested just that you were going on a solo trip to New York City for the weekend for with with like no other intent. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. It's like yeah, like like what will happen on this yeah. journey? Like if you were just talking, like if like if you were like if this was reversed, you're just like yeah, what are you doing this week? I'm like I'm just going to like NYC. Like oh like you and Beth like nah, just me. Like what for? Yeah, it's like just say. I just want to be there, man. I just want to take it in. Seems like the place to be. Seems like the place to be. You know, I'll have fun. I'll find something to do. I don't know. You know. Yes. Stuff's happening. I know. I know. Well, and, and that's that. That is honestly like a piece too. It's like it's like what what if I like were to discover because there there are like certain like life ambitions that I feel like I've had that um for some reason felt like there's no way for me to even begin to approach that, you know, like I don't, I don't even know like where I would start, Yeah, you know, or, or even like certain things that I've really wanted to do, but it's like, if I can't get anybody to go with me, then I, then I, I mark it as like, well, you know what? And it's not worth doing. If nobody yeah. else wants to go with me, then it must not be a good idea. And it's like, may, maybe this will be like the discovery. It's like, there are lots of things you want to do. It's like, you can go, you can like, go, you know, it's like, like yeah. there, there, there is no rule book saying you can't, there's just these, like, it's like this, like established, like, cause in my head, it's even like the, the thought, um, for like a very, very, very long time. Uh, even the thought of like taking a plane ride to go on a vacation was like something that like I had personally never set up on my own. Right. And so it was like, like, I, I don't do plane ride vacations, not because I don't like flying, not because I'm opposed to flying, just just because like it's like that immediately felt like it adds a layer of, of like complexity, complexity. Yeah. yeah, that like that, like my brain like wasn't prepared to to handle it, didn't know how it would handle it, right? Um, or or how the, all those variables would would ultimately play out. Like even even just going through the process so many times and like knowing um, ultimately how to get to the airport, how, like how and what going through security is like, how landing and being able to like call transportation from the airport goes, checking into hotels. Like these are things when you're like, like when you're 22, 23 years old, like you probably just don't have that much personal experience. Right. Like whenever, whenever you arrived at the hotel, just like your, you know, your mom or dad went up to the desk and did all the things and came back and they had the key cards that they told you where to go. And exactly. Yeah. 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 You were like, can we go to the pool? Right. Basically, so yeah. it's all just yeah, uh, but but now no problem. But now it's less of a problem, yeah. yeah so it, it makes it makes things seem like a lot more approachable. So this this is like the, this this is that though. This is like the can't can I can I do something I think I can't do, and will there be like a like an outcome? Right. Yeah. I think uh, this is a only this is not at all the same thing, but I feel like it falls into the same category of like what do you do on your own or sort of things or like is are you putting up barriers like that are not real in your way? But like um, back in the days of Pokemon Go, which I say in the days of it's still a very popular game. Sure. Yeah, uh, but I was into it. I felt like there was like that when the game came out, there was like a, you know, a two, uh, like a one month period where like the whole world was doing nothing but playing Pokemon Go. Yes. Afterwards, there was a pretty severe drop off in terms of like like all the casual people are gone now right and now there's just the people who are like still interested and so that was me for like five years you know yes <laughs> like yeah i was i you know I, I would open it every day i would you know catch catch the pokemon and stuff and uh eventually they started doing these like events or whatever so like oh you want to catch you know uh, a legendary pokemon great news between these three hours on this one saturday that pokemon will be everywhere and you can go catch it as a lot but but uh in order to do that uh, you'll have to do raids and certainly you can't do them by yourself you'll need like a group of at least five if not like 10 people to do it right and it's like 
that's hard to do. That's hard to do when you're the only person you know who cares about it. Right. You know, or it's hard to justify like telling your wife like, hey, on this Saturday for three hours, do you want to go do this thing you don't care about with me? Right. Or, you know, whatever. Not that Beth played Pokemon Go for a while as well yeah no i remember you guys doing this this was like a thing you could do together and i even remember like right right when you had luke i feel like you would go out and it was like a great way to like put him in the stroller and do walks it was yeah Yeah. it was a fun way to go it was fun like well we're in the stroller me and you bud let's go let's just go on a little poker walk here it'll be great but uh there was one weekend in particular where like all the stars seemed to align and like beth uh i think was up uh she she and luke were on a trip for the weekend and so it was just me at the house and there was an articuno event where it articuno was appearing in all of these different you know gyms and i like i at this point had like discovered like a discord server that was organizing like local roanoke people and so it was like i knew that according to this server there will be people gathering at this starting location and then they're going to try and go do stuff and i was like well it was very like a like put your money where your mouth is sort of thing it's like well there's nothing stopping you now this is actually how you do want to spend your time right because like normally on that weekend it's like yeah it's not like i don't want to do it but if like beth's there i'd still just rather hang out with her that's still of course more important not that i don't care about the game because it still takes up a part of my day every day but i remember going i was like okay i'm gonna i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna show up and but and it was it was super fun there was a pretty large group of people there and i remember just sort of like walking from space to space and like by the end of it like groups had like there was like a like a, a line of gyms that you could all pretty easily just walk to together in downtown Roanoke. But after like six in a row were done, then it was like, now people got to get in cars if you want to go to more. Okay. And it was like, and I'd arrived by myself, but it was like, I kind of want to keep going. And so, um, there was like a, there was like a group of like four or five people and someone had a minivan and it was like, y'all, y'all want to go, uh, hit this one over near the hospital. And it was like, I'm getting in. I'm, I'm getting in the minivan. <laughs> I I am getting, <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> I just remember thinking that I remember that day sometimes when I'm like, what a weird day that I woke up and eventually just got into a, a van with strangers to go catch Pokemon. Right. Like, like, like didn't, did not know these people. Did like, not did know not these know people. I was going to Have not it. talked to them since. Right. I had fun hanging out that day. Right. That was pretty much it. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. It's like, well, there you go. Uh, this is, I guess, what I would do by myself. <laughs> I wonder, uh, like, is there any chance where I, I can't even remember where Super Carlin Brothers was at that point in time? Is there any chance that anybody like would have like known there? There was, yeah, like we were, we were certainly doing it like full time by okay, then. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. So um, it was, it was possible someone would have known, but um, no one in our group did know that uh, I did YouTube, and it never came up either. Okay, <laughs> so. one of, one of my all time favorite <laughs> anecdotes from from doing the Super Carlin Brothers stuff. Uh, it, it, we'll get right back to your conversation. Was there was an instance where we were doing a like impromptu meet and greet with a bunch of pranksters and i remember like we kind of got there and <coughs> like everybody else was there for the same reason and had a bunch of shared audience and then we were like this like to- like total black sheep of the group yeah where it was sort of like and we're here right and there were a bunch of people that came through and they were definitely like mm-hmm, we'll take a picture with you yeah like you know like i think they could tell like we felt like a little bit awkward and stuff and so anyway it was like two years after that particular event and somebody tagged us in a photo from that and they were like oh my gosh i found the super Carlin Brothers. I've been dying to go to one of their meetups and I like wanted to meet them so badly. And then I was scrolling back through pictures on my phone and realized I already have. Right. And it was like, I was like, <laughs> they like, yeah, they took a picture with us before they knew who we were. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was so, it was so funny. That was I funny. was like, that is the, that is the best thing ever. So anyway, I was like, it'd be really interesting if one of those people that you like got in the van with was like, is like listening right now. And they were almost like, 
Wait a second. Wait a minute. Wait, you were there? You were there? Were you in the van? You rode in my van? Yeah, well, it was fun. I caught like 15 Articuno that day and not a single shiny one, which was sort of a bummer. Oh, that is kind of a bummer. What, what would typical odds be? On a on a shiny on those days, I think it was like one in ten or something. So oh, it wasn't wow. like bad odds. So lousy odds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so so lousy out outcome is what. Yeah, I mean lousy outcome yeah. because I think I caught more than were inside the bounds of the odds. So I should have you'd have uh, thought at least rolled. Uh, high rolled at once man yeah honestly this is making me really wish that they like they could do like a grand pokemon co reset because it does seem kind of fun now that you're talking about it. oh like yeah well i mean there's out, nothing yeah. stopping you from just starting you know? extremely huge walls stopping me extremely huge walls yeah like budapest size walls budapest size <laughs> walls can't do it no 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 right yeah. go walking around <laughs> yeah no yeah so um it's still on my phone and i now i really only ever open pokemon go if i'm like very like um uh, isolated in a situation and I'm like really bored and really by myself. Okay. Um, then, then I'll be like, okay, well, let's see. I guess may as well catch some Pokemon. <laughs> well, I remember in the early days of Super Carlin Brothers, we would go to lunch and we would typically at that point in time, it's funny now because we almost always, we, we would, I feel like we never do this anymore, but we used to always drive to lunch somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it would be very common where it would be like, Mm, would you mind turning right up here? Yeah, because be like, like, yeah. you would drive and I'd be in the passenger seat with the with the game open. And it yeah. would be like, mm, there's something I don't have like right over there. So let's take a, the long way. Yeah, we'll take the long way. We'll take the long yeah, way. Yeah, like, why not though? Got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. Anyway, yeah. Transition. Transition. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card now i know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see but you can also request them to be sent to you at any time so they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do but whether you're buying selling trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase.
Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. All right, Ben. So uh, prior to starting this call, yeah. I was uh, over in the Discord server oh, in you? the Little Colonel's channel. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I was, I remembered once upon a time you asked your wife for like a one word topic suggestion. And I was like, you know what? Let's do, let's do the same thing from the Discordians here. Nice. Yeah. So I went through and just had them submit completely random words. And so um, I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of look at them and I'm just going to say a word and we'll just see what happens. Okay. Okay. okay we'll ready. So our yep. next conversation topic. Here we go. Uh, let's see. This is from uh, Mott's gave you up and let you down. Elephant. I got something. You got it? Okay. So it actually... <laughs> yeah, what's your experience with elephants, man? My experience with elephants. Well, I don't really have an experience with elephants, but one of the examples I was going to give uh, for something that I want to, to do in my life yeah. that I feel like there's also like just massive, massive barrier against doing is actually traveling to Africa mm -hmm. to hike uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, man. Yeah. And so by elephants, I'm I'm probably, uh, I don't even know how accurate there is potentially elephants near Mount Kilimanjaro, but I think it's like one of the tallest uh, mountains in the world, but is also like oddly very approachable. Like Oh, like, like it's not like... You don't need like ice picks and snow boots and yeah, like all the like crampons. Yeah, and, crampons and, and yeah, stuff like that. Right, like you know, there's there. It's sort of like Kilimanjaro, and it's like I, I think it's like it might take you like a week to ten days or something like that to do it. Okay, um, you know, so it's like it's it's long, but it's like the the primary um, uh, like um, tourist draw for this particular area and i think the only way to do it is to like to have um like a local companion who like then takes you up and you like hire oh, like them a sherpa style person like a guy yeah. yeah um and but i i think it's like one of these these this like it, it was so fascinating to me i was reading a book called what doesn't kill us mm -hmm. and um that is about the like wim hof method of like breathing and he's like the guy who's sort of like super popularized like taking like the ice baths okay and like like kind of almost like like whilst in that 
harsh environment, being able to like basically like realize that like you are like okay and being able to like breathe through it and like then tolerate like this extreme condition. And so like the the author of the book basically is trying to disprove the Wim Hof method. He's like an author who's like known for like disproving fad oh, like, yeah, like diets. things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like essential oils and stuff. Exactly. Right, yeah. And so he goes out there and he starts training with him and he ends up being like his star pupil. And yeah. like, turns out it's not a fad. Turns out it's not a fad. It's a real thing. Um, and so he goes and hikes. Uh, I think, I think shirtless he hikes Kilimanjaro. So he like literally is on top of like a frozen mountain peak with no shirt on no shirt on and right that's yeah. like which i have no interest in doing that whatsoever. right yeah like just because it could be done i could do it you know i could do it easier i'm, I'm okay with doing it slowly right. having yeah. gotten to the top is all i need right right um so anyway that's that's my that's my response to that's my response to elephants is elephants so i mean not really about elephants not really about yeah. elephants but the first thing that came to mind when you said elephants mm-hmm. was like the, i would put this on i would put this on my bucket list okay you know for for the ben carlin's bucket cast yeah which by the way i talked about that last week uh, the the idea of having a podcast that is specifically designed around like you following me on the journey of a bucket list item yeah and the thing that i was thinking talking about that i wasn't saying actually was the was the tattoo oh <laughs> uh, because i feel like that would have that I, I haven't done this i wish i had because i feel like it would have been i feel like it would have been even interesting just for me even if it wasn't something i shared it was just like like video documenting or audio documenting like the process the days the conversations like all the various like little bits and bobs and yeah you should that you should like vlog it while you're up there maybe i'll record some things we'll see yeah. how it goes um but anyway i feel like a, a good a good bucket cast item would be like like literally like recording a piece of your podcast standing on top of like one of the world's tallest mountains yeah that's pretty cool you know, like all right guys i made it i'm yeah. here i'm on top I'm here right here's, now here's what i'm seeing right <laughs> it's a <laughs> barren wasteland to you. yes <laughs> There's a sign. Whenever there's a sign on top of peaks, it always occurs to me that like there was somebody who carried the sign all the way up. Right. You know, it's like it's like you made it here. Someone else carried a sign up here. Man, I think about this sometimes of when we were like mountain biking and you'd be just out in the middle of the woods and suddenly there would be like a a well-constructed set of stairs out of like nothing but like large heavy rocks. Oh yeah. And like some at some point like somebody came out here with a giant load of rocks. Don't know where they parked them. Don't know how they got them here. Did they carry them one by one? Was it in the back of a truck? Because I don't see how you get a truck out here. Oh no, definitely. You not. know, yeah. was it like in like in a four wheeler ATV Gator situation? I don't know how they're doing it. Whatever. But at some point, not only did they get them out here, they did enough work to successfully set up a long standing set of stairs in the middle of the woods out of the rocks. And I'm like so impressed that anyone ever did it at all right and it's like but not only like yeah like the the determination you'd have had to do you'd have had to have had to do it knowing that there's no way you're getting any credit for this oh yeah it's just gonna be there like you just have to be someone who like loves being outside so much and dislikes walking up this particular section of the trail as it stands so much or maybe not even dislikes it just realize that like we were building the trail and we got to this part and there's just no way up. So what we had to do was like b- bring in some rocks. And it's like, like what, 
like, but still, even then, it must be so hard to do. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, there's the, yeah, I agree with you completely. I feel the same way about like rope swings. Yeah. Like very frequently, mm-hmm. uh, we're like in Roanoke. I feel like there's like a small handful of like known locations where there have been or currently are rope swings yeah and they become like popular swimming holes but typically it's just someone who someone who was gutsy enough and realized the opportunity enough because like usually the the extremely hard part would be tying the rope up in the right place the first time right like someone had to get out on that branch right to tie it right you know because otherwise it's just completely inaccessible and then in addition to that they needed to have found a spot on like the river or wherever where there is like enough of like enough depth to where you can swing successfully and get out there you need to have it like be the exact length like long enough that like uh people can you know successfully like access it it's like one of these things where i'm like the guy like whoever did this did it so well that hundreds of other people have been able to come and enjoy this particular like piece of yeah, river. Right. You know, it's like remarkable. And nobody's, nobody's given that person. No credit. one knows who it is. So like one day that person did it. Yeah. And it was like, like a someone big, out there like, and yeah. they set it up. Yeah. What, what a gift. What a gift. There it is. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. Rope swing people. Yes. Whoever you are. <laughs> we salute you. We God. salute you. What is it? What is that? Uh, the, That's like, like the, a, the real men of genius, the real men of genius, yeah. man. If you want just like some of the best radio advertising of all time, was it bud? Bud light presents bud light presents. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, this is the thing. It's like, was it great advertising? You don't even remember the product. I don't even remember the product. I remember <laughs> loving the real men of genius bits. Oh, they're so funny because it was just like they were there were so many of them it was they would always start they would say like we salute you mr yeah rope swing hanger dude right yeah Yeah. it's like yeah (laughs) yes exactly it's such a good example of something that a real man of genius right uh would would you know you recognize the spot of river and hung a rope Nobody else would have done that. Nobody else would have done that. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. They had like the little like the yeah, backup like singer. The backup singer yes. doing the thing. Yeah. Oh man, we should we should try to link those. Last week we had the we had the <clears throat> Nike commercial with the chrome ball. Oh man, I rewatched that whole thing this morning. Was it amazing? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I rewatched the whole thing, and the part that frustrated me the most is that you were completely right, and the grand finale was the two, the shoe tie thing. Yeah. And I still argue that the scorpion toss is much cooler. Well, I mean, it's not a matter of cooler. It it's a matter of cooler. That was just. It's a matter of cooler. It bothered you that I remembered what the ending was? Yes, yes. Okay, let me, like, okay, oh, hold actually, on. I, I, Let's I, unpack this. Okay. It bothered uh, you that I remembered what the ending was because Scorpion throws are cooler. Correct. That doesn't make any sense. No, I think it tracks perfectly. <laughs> uh, anybody could easily understand. It's one of these things <clears throat> where it's like throughout the throughout the course of this entire video, you're watching these these soccer players do such remarkable things with a soccer ball. Yeah. And it like it all builds up to this like one trick play. Yeah. And the fact that it's a trick play is ultimately what makes it the finale it's sort of like oh he was tying his shoe but then he did the thing yeah but otherwise the shot itself kind of only okay yeah right yeah like everyone's been doing soccer tricks and now they're doing a trick play now they're doing a trick play and it even feels like edited in such a way that it was like i bet they had to do this a bunch of times like 
like the it's it's shot like otherwise you can like literally watch the guy do like the ankle flip where like the ball goes over the other guy's head and it's like you you watch the whole thing from start to finish nothing is like tricks of editing yeah this one is sort of like you watch the guy kneel and then there's like the run forward and then it cuts to a clip of like the cleat jumping off the person's back and then it like clips to a guy like soaring through the air and then like the headbutt and then it's like another shot where you can like see the guy like running backwards trying to like block the shot and he kicks his foot backwards and then the ball goes in and it's like that was like 15 different shots right yeah they had to do this a bunch of times they did this a bunch of times it's like but like you know none of those one shots are particularly difficult to get like i don't know even watching the scorpion throw like he does the throw and then they cut to it going in the net that's a good point you know like that's a good point maybe yeah there's a lot of like they do the they do a cool thing and then show a ball in the net and you're like oh man he made the shot it's like well maybe i don't know right right (laughs) they made it look that way but watching that commercial i or that series of commercials like back through now as an adult i was like I don't even like how they shot it must have been like, did they just tell them like, go out there and we'll just shoot a ton of you guys just playing, but just freestyle it as much as you can and whatever we get, we get. And then there are a few like set piece shots we want to get where you do like a cool, very specific catch the ball in this way. Like this whole segment's going to be about catching the ball on your neck. So we'll make sure we get that. But the rest of it, we're actually just going to play and let you guys go or like, because a oh, lot know, of it's yeah. just them like running around and playing. Right. And right, it's right. like, how scripted could that be? <laughs> it seems like that's just like good quality B-roll. It's like, all right, we're just going to play a game. We're going to record all of it and see like what we can ultimately yield from it yeah but it also also brings up another uh interesting question which is like in reality tv shows i feel like there's this situation where it's like for one a lot of reality tv is not as reality as it sounds much of it is very much scripted um however it does seem like on occasion it must be the case that they like caught the really cool thing on camera which was like an actual real candid moment unfolding yeah and and on occasion i'm sort of like man like it feels it feels like the tone of this conversation, the tone of this like overall message is too serious for them to have like planned for the person on camera to have like received the phone call so that like the camera was pointed at them. They had it on speakerphone, heard like whatever bad news comes through the phone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like in like home improvement shows and stuff like that, where they're like flipping a house. Almost always you'll see the host, like get a phone call from the plumber and they'll be like, yeah, Hey Bob. Uh, well, it turns out, you know, that those, those were lead pops. So we're going to have to replace all of them. It's going to be an extra five G's, you know, or something like yeah. that. And, and you're like, Oh, I'm gonna have to call the client now and tell them like, oh, this is gonna right. Be, and then you they know. call the client and they're like, here's the deal, man. It's either get the kitchen or replace the plumbing, and really, you can't not replace the plumbing. So, so there's that. You know, but you think you can find another five G's? But not to worry because remember that really cool tree that we found in the backyard. It turns out we got one guy on site who's able to turn it into your dining room table. So right. at the end of the day, I think we're actually gonna be fine. It's like, oh, I see what happened. You manufactured a problem so that, that problem could be solved. Yeah. You know, I see, yeah, I see. This okay. is always yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, like, yeah. Home flip shows are so guilty. Of, like, they have the same tricks in every single episode. I know. It's there's like, always, there's always a found, there's always a problem that's going to add extra costs, and there's always a cost cutting solution, both of which have been identified way in advance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like every, everything, everything is completely fine. However, but the thing is, is that it does feel like every once in a while, like when I'm watching these shows, because I feel like I'm on the lookout for it. Like, for the most part, I, I feel like you can tell when it's like, mm, no, this is not how this played out like and i know that this is not how this played out but sometimes like the people's reactions it's like this is not an actor you know like yeah this person is not like like you know i, I think if i was on it and they're like okay we're gonna call you we're gonna give you a piece of bad news you need to like melt no, down. well because th- i know? mean like certainly like 
them getting the call and like having it on speakerphone, that's all scripted or whatever, right. for sure. But like the, I think the way they get like honest reactions out of people is by not letting the the you know the contestant or whoever it is have any clue what's going to come through on the phone call. I guess that's you a know, fair point. A lot right. of times, like like the produ- this is the greatest trick to produ- uh, the, or um when. I don't really watch the the Bachelor or Bachelorette anymore, but um, yeah. you know, used to watch it a lot. And then like Beth would listen to a bunch of like the offshoot podcasts, like reaction shows where they have the people on. And it's like the number one trick that's being happening in the Bachelor and the Bachelorette is that whoever the handlers are, whoever the producers are, who are like talking to each contestant and like telling them what they need to do or where they need to be, like they they are masters of being like your best friend or appearing to be your best friend. Sure. Yeah. And yep, so yep, it's yep. like you always trust them to be like, okay, hey, and then um, so you're going to be in here and then just you're going to get a phone call from the main guy and he's going to and and so just answer it and we'll, you know, roll. He's just going to invite you on the date or whatever. And then they answer it and it's like your mom died and you're like, what? You know, it's oh, like right, they right, lied yeah. to them and now they're getting a genuine reaction because that's not at all what they were expecting. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a good point point that's yeah. a good point okay so maybe that's maybe that's a good way to keep although i mean that yeah. is that is like where it also it's like it's like oh gosh that's so cruel right so oh cruel. yeah i mean they're just they're manufacturing drama they're getting real reactions because they manufactured a situation that would yield drama right 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 but the thing i can never understand is how how the people on the show then don't just get so mad yeah. at the person who walked them into that room like it's like it's like they're still willing to like abide by the rules and the laws of like well you're still on a tv show you can't acknowledge all the camera people in the room and the producers but like occasionally it must be the case that somebody wants to look up at you know like like jill who just walked him in the room and told him that they're about to get this phone call about this one thing and it's about right. something else entirely be like jill Come on now. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, you thought, I thought we were friends. We were friends, yo. I thought we were friends. You had my back. And they're like, no, because they, then they'd be like, I had no idea that was going to happen. I had no idea. I'm so sorry about that. Right, right. They're like, you this know? is over my head. This is top brass. This is top brass. Top brass came raining down on it. So super sorry about that. I got your back all day. <laughs> Guess what I told them. Right, right. Yeah. I know, I know. But so the other thing, so if you want to take it and flip it on its head a little bit, the other thing too is like, if you watch something like Planet Earth, you know, like like animal documentaries, oh, yeah. it's like, it's like those people and part of what you don't see is it, unless you've like watched any of the backstory stuff is like a lot of them go out and in order to get the the shot of like the the rare mockingbird doing its mating dance or something like that is like they have been sitting in the rough for 21 days right you know and like you know they have literally been out there surviving on like pure nothingness and just like like waiting and hoping that this like moment of magic is able to be captured and then delivered to the world like you know in the name of communicating about like uh like animals animals yeah. exactly um and i have to imagine because it's like it, this is like when you go to the zoo it's always interesting like to to actually see the animal do something yeah like you know it's like it's one thing to like go and see the tiger sitting on the rock but like you know for example i think at, at like the disney safari one day i was rolling through and there was a lion up on top of like you know the the cool yeah like the pride rock the pride rock thing yeah. and it actually like stood up and roared right and i was like no i was like that's pretty cool that like, was cool it's like you know it's not like this lion like sits back down and then like oh new truck yeah like yeah, let me like, prepare <laughs> myself <laughs> yeah 
Lion, lion, you've got another truck coming. Right, yeah. Repair on stage. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then, and signal and roar. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. 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 Reset the scene, people. We got another one coming in another, 10. Yep, let's do um, it again. Yeah, so it's not like that, obviously. Um, but I have to imagine that if you take, like, so that's like what they're doing. That is the real magic of like when you're watching Planet Earth. It's like what they have done is a lot of people's determination and patience and willpower brings you the entire saga that you see unfold like the the migration of the wildebeest or whatever it's like it only happens once a year and you had to be in the right spot with the drone in the air at the right time and you know like all of the rest like so you capture these moments of of just pure magic but i have got to imagine that on reality shows there are there there must be circumstances where the same type of magic is caught because there are so many reality shows that occasionally it's like oh wow something interesting is happening completely organically oh that's like, that's got to be the best yeah. right yeah yeah it's like it's like we didn't plan this right this happened let's go like, yeah, yeah, yeah point it over there right it's like i cannot believe it happened to be the case uh that the I mean, honestly i even felt the same way about america's funniest home videos growing up is like you know you would sit and you would like watch these things and like you know it might be the case that like somebody is standing on a toilet to try to change the light bulb in the bathroom and then like the toilet tips forward and then the gap the tank bursts and water blasts off the, over everybody right. and you know the person falls on their butt and you're like whatever right and you're, and you're like you're like what a hilarious video why was someone filming it right yeah you know and it's like it's like if you think about it for too long you're like why was someone filming it? Right. You know, it's like, yeah, there it's wasn't like, YouTube. They weren't going to put this on, on the internet to be like, this is how you change a light bulb in your bathroom. Exactly. And it's like, it's like the other thing too, is that like, if you're filming home videos, it's like, this is not film worthy. Right. You know, it's like that changing a light bulb isn't interesting. I think people's filter for what is film worthy. <laughs> well, that's fair, <laughs> but very, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like on some level though, the, the, the scarcity of the videotape yeah. itself has got to be a factor in terms of how often you turn this camera on. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just, it's simply not that often. Right. Um, and yeah, so I think that like, I, I remember always thinking that about America's Funniest Home Videos because we always had one of our, our younger brother, Tyler, um, who I don't think would mind this story being shared because honestly, it's a pretty cool video, even if like not, it's scary, but then funny because you know, he's, completely fine. fine yeah um but when we were growing up we lived on this street uh and it was kind of like a big sloping hill our house sort of like was like right in the middle of it where it was like flat for like i don't know 100 yards or something and then it sort of like tapered back down and was long again but um due to like the unusual like shape of the road uh our next door neighbors basically like their curb to the street was it was like curb like you would imagine that would normally like lead into any sidewalk except there was no sidewalk it was just a three-foot fall just a wall just yeah. a wall yeah. So like, you know, if, if you happen to like, you know, run off the curb in front of these people's house, you would, you would go, if you went over the curb, you would fall three feet, yeah. you know, into their, into the into, yard, into their yard. And while Tyler was learning to ride a bike as like a, you know, five-year-old or something, dad was filming and our mom was filming or someone. And, you know, he's just like out there and he's sort of like, roll, like, you know, rolling in circles, doing like some figure eights and stuff. He runs in his front tire to the curb and literally just 
flips over the wall. Yeah. And then obviously mom or dad, whoever was holding the video camera, like doesn't even turn it off. They just like race over and like you, you like go from like, oh, look, Tyler's filming or like riding his bike. Like, oh my gosh, he's over the wall to like, you know, you're staring at the ground moving rapidly by as mom or dad runs over to check on Tyler, who yeah. was of course, okay. Um, but like that, that was always one of those moments where I was like, wow, I can't believe we caught that on camera. Like, yeah, you know, that's unbelievable that you there can like go back and see it. But then it also makes me wonder, and this is my, my, my whole big thing where I'm, what I'm leaning towards is like how many hilarious things are happening in the world that nobody ever catches on tape. Oh, it gotta be all the time. It gotta be, it gotta all, be all the time. Like, all the time. Yeah. Like the best, funniest home videos that you've ever seen in your entire life shouldn't hold a candle to all the things that have never been caught. Oh yeah, that for sure. For sure. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I think, I think maybe like the bread and butter of America's funniest home videos is just that like, there's like when you're doing something with like a, like that's a even the tiniest bit riskier or like more accident prone. That is often what would prompt people to like get the camera out. Like even, I mean, and especially there was no internet back then. So like whatever you're filming a home video, it's got to be doing something exciting, you know, which true. which could be, you know, which is probably something like we're all going skiing. So let's get video of the kids skiing or we're, we got a trampoline. So everyone's jumping or we're jumping in the pool, you know, what, whatever it is. It's not like high risk activity, but there's more risk. And so like those are the things things that are also and like because people are rolling it's not high risk but it's enough more risk that uh, a percentage of people are making whiffs right yeah right, you know? right, yes and those are the ones that are getting sent in you know but i think that's the that's the bread and butter of any like fail thing you know you want people on bikes you want people on diving boards you want people getting you know hit hit down low and oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah no i know it's so true i mean and that's the thing too like i mean if you're if you're teeing up to ride off your mountain bike off the roof of your house and yeah. try to land in the swimming pool and your bike has been wrapped in pool noodles it's like of course someone's filming that because yeah. it's like it's like it is ba- you're basically filming the inevitable at that yeah. point in time. <laughs> yeah, right. like, it's like, like there's not even a chance that this works yeah, like, right. what we're filming is the failure exactly um and and yeah so that that certainly makes sense but so i mean that's the thing though is that there, there are the occasions uh, I, that like where I do think it is just so comical or so remarkable that somebody happened to have the camera on hand and they got it on video and then they submitted it. Like it's it's so many things that need to happen for, yes. for you to be watching it on national television. I know. Yep. It's fantastic. Yeah, America's Funniest Home Videos. Basically, just viral videos before YouTube existed. So, yeah, here, here's the question. Yeah, because there's this point of people, what is, a, what is America's Funniest Home Videos? I can't imagine. Cause it, could that question even be asked? I think they still make the show. Alice's cousin was on the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, he got, he got uh, I think, trapped in a toilet. And, oh, um, man. Yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure they sent him like $250 for the usage rights to his uh, being trapped in a toilet. Great. I know. I'll have to see if she knows if there's a link to that particular episode somewhere because that would be soups yeah that's fantastic yeah 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 but i mean america's funniest shows videos is just the same as tosh.0 is just the same as ridiculousness it's true you know except that they got they just mined the internet rather than having people physically mail them videotapes (laughs) that's a good point yeah that's a good point and i I, it is always very (laughs) curious to know as well like this is like yeah is anybody in the listening audience have they ever been on featured on one of these particular shows because that would be i mean that that's the other thing too is that's like you should and i guess to be fair i literally just gave my example i know at least one person who was on america's funniest time videos there you go it feels like there are enough of these shows and enough clips used in each episode that it's like that that six degrees kevin bacon oh, yeah, rule like, it's like yeah. like you you should know someone who is on it right 
like who's had a big fail video who's had a big fail video oh man you got you you i mean you have one of um of uh our good buddy michael austin just going full face plant off of a bike ramp that is you true know? yeah that is true which yeah that's a that's a very good point right? I, that, that's a video that like it took me a long time to be able to watch again yeah. because oh. that was one of those where it was like he landed on his face and it was like it was less okay yeah we went to the hospital oh my gosh there is, uh, I don't know if it was Ridiculousness or Tosh.0, but we were watching and there's always a section of these shows that are like, these are people failing. And there was this one where this kid just jumps off a dock into water and the water is brown so he can't see like what the bottom looks like and he just breaks oh, no, his ankle. No, no, I know. no, no, and no, like, no. That one, that one clip has stopped me from ever watching these shows again. Yep. I'm like, nope nope yeah can't, but because i might see something like that if i watch these shows and i can i cannot because it like it has been a decade since i saw that one clip and i'm like i think about it anytime i'm like oh ridiculousness i'm like nope never mind can't i, I know not here for it i don't want to see the fail no fail videos man I don't, I don't need to see people getting injured yep no no i can't i can't handle injuries at all and that's the other thing too is like at the end at the end of these episodes it's like you know it's like you see these things happen can there be a disclaimer can we can we follow up with each of the respective individuals and make sure that they were like okay yeah because it's sort of like it's like it's it's like i said with like with the tyler video it's like i feel like in hindsight, it was, it was after the fact, like even in the moment, obviously mom and dad, again, whoever's holding the camera, it's like, it wasn't funny to them. They were freaking out. Uh, and it's like, it's funny because you know, he's all right. Yeah. It's like, but I feel like I, I watch a lot of these and I'm like, I don't see any way in the world in which they're all right. Oh, like, I know. Right. You know, it's like, and if they're not all right, then it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> It should be just laughing at them getting horribly hurt. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's that's that, at least that's how I feel about it. Oh, like, there's an, I don't know if you remember this one, too. I'm sure you do. There's this is the one that I always think about. It is it is a snow day outside and someone clearly thinks they're about to do a cannonball into a swimming pool and that just the top inch of the pool is frozen. Exactly. But in fact, it is way, way deeper. And so they go full cannonball and they do not break the surface of the ice at all. All. I, I want to say they're like in like a speedo or something. Think, yeah, it's they like, are it's like, like, <laughs> like it's like super minimal. It is super minimal. But every oh, single yeah. time I've seen that one, yeah, because they, they like run, jump, and like cannonball, and then like the ice doesn't break. So it, w- it would be like if you ran and jumped and cannonballed onto <laughs> a, like, cement. On, you know? yeah, yeah, it's just like the <laughs> ground. It just looks so bad. I know. Just like, it's like it's like what's not funny is that they're hurt. What's funny is the confidence they had versus <laughs> the results. I know. Yeah, it's like it's. Like, I mean, that's that is that is like the. You, I, I feel like in past episodes I've talked about like catastrophizing. It's sort of like sometimes I feel like this is part of the problem too. Is that it's like if I was never exposed to all of these various videos, then the worst case scenario in my mind would probably not be as as like vivid right. as yeah. as <laughs> the world has shown me otherwise. Yeah. Like I what you've seen in like in every single instance, like what made that video so remarkable is like there are there must be hundreds of other instances where people had backyard pools where the surface was frozen. It was a snow day. They thought it would be hilarious to go and jump into the frozen pool and then like promptly get out and go inside and towel off and it was right. like look it's I just a cool video I broke through the ice exactly yeah. and it's like it's like the thing is is that when you've when all you've ever been presented because those videos ultimately end up being maybe less interesting maybe if you know the person like you know the, you're across the street neighbor or something like that and you, they posted the Facebook you're like oh my gosh that was crazy like yeah. can't believe you did that way to, way to spend your snow day it's funny if you know the person otherwise it doesn't have like quite the mass appeal so then the problem is is that the world is very frequently delivered you all of the exceptions they have shown you all of the moments where the ice didn't break right and now my brain has been just fueled with way too many worst case scenarios and i'm able to imagine them in very like very vividly Mm -hmm. 
man, I don't know if you were there. I'm remembering now a snow day personally that we had. This was back on the Jonkerlin channel. There was this um, video. We had, um, it was a snow day and it was, uh, we had a, a snow tube. Oh, I do remember yeah, this. The snow yeah. tube. And the snow tube was fantastic. It could, I mean, it could go down a hill in a way that sleds just can't. I mean, you could get some serious speed on these things. And yes. They were designed to go on snow. It wasn't like an inner tube from the pool. This was like snow tube first. Right. And like you always think as a kid, like, oh, we're going to go build a ramp and we're going to hit the ramp and it's going to be so fun. But it never, it never works. It's never, it's like the hill is either too steep or you can't get going fast enough or the sled is like too streamlined and it breaks through the ramp because you can't pack it hard enough. This was not that day. Yeah. This was a day of glory. This was the day where we had a big hill. We had hard, packable snow. We had a nice big ramp at the bottom. We had the snow tube, and you could hit the ramp basically every time. Yep. And oh man, did we do it all day to the point where I was like, well, I'm getting the camera out because I was like, this is going to be, this is basically my big break. I'm going to get people going off this ramp. It's going to be the coolest thing anyone's ever seen. That's the that's the mentality you have. It's like, it's like boy, Ben's at the diving board. Let's go. All right. This is the coolest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. The street, your imagined street cred as you're going, you're launching off the snow tube ramp. Right. Is, like, like why yeah. weren't there a bunch of like hoods popped and like yeah. loud music exactly. playing? Exactly. Like, I'm surprised and, and, there wasn't a crowd. I'm surprised we weren't on national news for making this thing. You know? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but uh, I remember going down and I was like, I got, there was like, you know, like a whole group of kids from the neighborhood and I was just like getting every single person going off the ramp and there was, you know, a variety of different landings you might encounter where you might go off and you might just land it great and it was, that was like the hero landing. But then I do remember, uh, uh, when Tyler went down and it's it's in the video but he has a he goes off it he goes a complete completely upside down and lands <laughs> completely upside down on the like on his back in the tube in the snow got some serious air and everything man sorry sorry Tyler <laughs> it <laughs> like was so the, funny the many highlights of Tyler's amazing yeah once again oh, he was man. completely he was okay. completely fine yes yes but <laughs> it is I mean that video must still be on the Chonkerland channel oh it's right? out there yeah and it's like it's got such bad like apple itunes i i music like built in you know default music behind it and uh, it's not not super well edited or anything but you know certainly at the time i was like this is fantastic this is the coolest thing so i've got all this amazing footage it's definitely going viral <laughs> it's i mean maybe now that we've talked about it uh, yeah he's gonna people give are gonna it go that, back and look that i need to have series. just the clip of just tyler that's i just put just put that on tiktok it used to be like here you go. Here you go. Here's, this here's is Tyler this is, crashing. This, right. This is this is this is the whole thing. Done. Done. Oh man. Yeah, good times. Good times. I I do remember that day fondly though. I will tell you what, there is nothing like there's probably no better sleep than that which follows a day of just hardcore like playing in the snow oh yeah because you're wearing all this clothes you're simultaneously freezing and sweating yeah you're running up and down a hill, a hill. yeah you know? right like sledding is an arduous task for many reasons oh it absolutely is the the number one thing that i always thought as a kid this probably like if you wanted to like know the the scale at which i wanted to do things as like a 12 year old was we had uh like a communal hill that we would sled at in our our neighborhood growing up and like in my mind i just thought it was legitimately possible that we could pool our funds and build a ski lift. Oh, wow. You know, so that it was like, it's like, you know, I know we only get snow like three days a year, but guys, on those days, guys, can you imagine if we had the ability to just like hop on at the bottom, we could sled all day. We would never get tired. Right. That's, well, the thing is, what would what always baffled me about days like that is that I know the hill you're talking about, and it's massive, and yet I, we would have gone down it like thirty times. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, and at no, you'd get to the bottom, and it was never like, oh my gosh, I gotta. 
That was fun, but now I got to walk up the hill. It was like you'd get to the bottom, turn around, grab your sled, and full sprint up the hill, back up the hill in the snow, in your gear, and be like at the top again, like, no problem. I'm not tired at all. I'm not even out of breath. Let's right. go again. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Why? Like, why? What is the magic of snow that allows you to be able to do this? Whereas, know. like, if you went on any other day of the year, the same age, if you were just like, yeah, so what's going to happen is we're just going to coast down this hill and then we're going to do a sprint up it. Fun? fun? Okay. Here's, here's <laughs> You'll my... You'll be tired immediately. Here's my proposition. Okay. Someone... This is, this is like... So, the thing about... The, the, the great thing about snow days is that it is the unexpected nature of time away from like school yeah and bonus day you can pretty much only ever experience this because it's like as a kid it's like number one number one best case scenario when you wake up every single morning is that for some reason school has been canceled yeah and it's sort of at least for me that was always just sort of like there was nothing that i would want more and like those those rare moments when it happened and you were like I, yeah. I, I can I can no. sleep in. I can play video games. I can go play in the snow. I'm gonna call everybody I know. We're gonna have so much fun. There's gonna be hot chocolate. Like, in, like yeah, it's like everything about a snow day is the best day ever. So here's my here's my suggestion is that on like every single year we almost need to have like a national holiday that is universally recognized. That is a random date of the year every year where nobody knows that's going to happen uh, until the moment. Just bonus day. It's just called bonus day. It's just bonus day and no one knows when it's going to be. It's just like any day might be bonus day. It's like, it's like, boom, it's bonus day. You, like, like, you literally, woke up thinking you were going to work, but you're not. The The full intention of it is just literally, and like, and this is the thing, you can't plan around it. It can't become a commercialized holiday. There can't be sales. And you're like right. All the other it stuff. has to be complete it, surprise. It's just sort of like, boom, August 12th. Why not? Boom. There you know? it is. Guess what? Today is bonus day. Who, who, you know, man, I love the sound of this already. Yeah. This should absolutely be a thing. Bonus day. I'm totally in. Okay. This is actually, I was thinking about snow days here. Um, there was, so there was always the, the sledding aspect of, of the snow day, but then there was another, um, uh, that sometimes this also meant that we had just like unlimited access to play like Diablo two for like an entire day yeah. on a snow day. No, I mean, you remember like, this? I mean, there, there, I, I was talking about all the other glory and I was trying to make it as relatable as humanly possible. Yeah. What really mattered was that we could play as much Diablo two as we wanted. Yeah. There was a lot of Diablo two and especially in high school. So that was, there was that. And then, um, otherwise me and Tyler played a lot of like Yu-Gi-Oh and it was like, guess what? All day. Let's go. Let's just have duels. Yeah. You know, it's time to da, 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 duel. Exactly. So, Anyway, I only bring those two things up because um, a lot of times we'd have like neighbors who would come over to the door and it'd be like, hey, you guys, come out. We're going sledding. Let's go right now. No time to wait. And it'd be like, I actually really want to play Diablo right now and I don't want to go out in the cold and you're already like excited about it and I don't like you trying to force me out of the house. Or, <laughs> or like, I'm do- I'm, I actually want to do these indoor things on this snow day right. or whatever. And um, I recently... Um, uh, one of our old neighbors was in town recently and we went to go um, meet them because they have kids now and all the kids are just going to play at the playground. And it occurred to me like the day before that like I had been playing like Diablo 4 that night and that later that day I was going to play like Pokemon cards in a tournament and I was like... If this if this person asks me about what I'm up to right now, it's going to be the exact same things 
That is amazing. That were like more or less the same things. Updated a little, but more or less the same things I was doing. (laughs) Better graphics. Better graphics. (laughs) The same thing with better graphics. Same thing with better graphics. I was like, that's really funny. It's like, have I not changed that much? Is this just just who I am? This is me. That's amazing. I I think I think you should embrace it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Embrace your spikes. Yeah, right. Embrace your spikes. Let's go. Let's go. Oh my gosh. Uh, Honestly, I find that to be hilarious and amazing and incredible. And I think you should. Stick to it. Oh forever. yeah, for sure. So yeah. that means thirty years from now, when we're when we're like entering like retirement age, yeah. <laughs> it'll sort of be like, hey, what have you been up to? It's like well, I'm playing Diablo ten. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've been at this new card game. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> same old, same old, same old man. Whatever. Twelve, thirty-five, sixty-five. Like I'm not going to apologize for. Am I right? <laughs> This has always been me. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, guys, as ever, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. I am very excited to show you what the end result of last weekend ultimately has been, already is, based on the time that you're hearing this. Yeah. It's going to be very, it's going to be, um, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't even I know, know. Right? You're going to be a whole different person by the time. This is the last time you got to hear this Ben. This Ben. Oh, I know. This yeah. Ben. I'll be it'll changed be, ben. Next week, it'll be new Ben. What by the you- time you're listening to this, new Ben will exist, but you won't have heard from him yet. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What if it changes everything about me? I mean, I it, guess it's it people been nice be, knowing you. I know. Yeah. So it's like I'm the opposite of you. It's, yeah. it's like the it's like, what are you up to? Same things as always. <laughs> it's like, what are you up to? Every single thing Every, about me is different. Everything about me is different now. <laughs> I've got a mullet. You know, <laughs> we basically don't and didn't know each other at Look, any point in time. I don't own a single brown shirt. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Literally, I wrote, I don't own a single brown shirt. I, I love it. And people need to let us know if they're in for our brown shirt. But also, literally, I wrote this uh, as my, my the title of my, my memoir would be subject to change (laughs) (laughs) it's like i I, like literally i like had that thought and i was like that's actually probably pretty pretty good it's pretty spot on yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, american success story yeah 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 yeah, yeah, there you go anyway uh as ever guys if you have any feedback about the show if you've been featured on america's funniest home videos or ridiculousness or tosh.0 or any of those things be sure to let us know or if you have any other feedback on the show you can send it to popcornculturepod at gmail.com otherwise if you want to uh scope us or if you would like to support us over on patreon don't scope us don't scope us like getting no scoped or something i know yeah it does it seems bad bad um if you'd like to check us out on patreon or support the show you can do so at patreon.com slash popcorn culture we have a variety of different tiers all of which help you cast votes towards who is the ultimate one true host here at popcorn culture so yeah uh, patreon.com slash popcorn culture otherwise until next time pop pop pop